There is almost nothing stranger than the animal kingdom. The range of creatures that live in this world is immeasurable. Not only do we have animals that live on the earth, but there are also animals that live in the air and in the sea. Many don't limit themselves to just one place. In fact, most predatory animals diversify their hunting styles, making them extremely effective hunting from the ground, air, and water. Great white sharks leap from the water to the air to hunt aquatic birds. Many falcons dive at blinding speeds from the air to bludgeon their prey on the ground. And crocodiles hide in murky waters to lunge at their meals on the riverbanks. These are the same predators that early humans had to be extremely cautious of. Being capable of hunting from many areas meant that almost nowhere was safe. But these creatures were also small enough to fend off as a community. But what if these predators towered over an average human and even dwarfed the largest of us? And what if they had a taste for only human blood? My name is Sergio Alvarado, and I would like for you to join me in exploring this world's fascinating fables. Episode 2 Teeth Like Daggers. Australia is a land full of interesting wildlife that cannot be found anywhere else in the world. It also holds the record for having some of the world's most dangerous species. From the deadliest vipers on the planet, to a small octopus that can inject you with one of the world's most painful venoms without you even feeling a pinprick, it's safe to say that the outback's wildlife is fairly frightening. With this in mind, it doesn't seem too far-fetched that the early tribes of the land have many stories surrounding fearsome beasts. In fact, many archaeologists believe that the Aborigines settled in Australia as early as 45,000 years ago. This would mean that early man would have encountered large animals from the Ice Age. And who knows, maybe these larger animals gradually transformed into great beasts in each story that was passed down. However these monstrous animals came into the Australian mythos, one thing is for certain. Each beast acts as a cautionary tale to those who may let their guard down in the outback and none are more frightening than that of the Bunyip. Though the stories of the Bunyip may be thousands of years old, the Western world has only known about these legends since the first Europeans settled in Australia in the late 1700s. The Europeans tried to pinpoint an exact description of the Bunyip, but they found that no single description was ever made by the indigenous people. It seemed that they were so frightened of the Bunyip that they refused to take note of its characteristics, and the creature rarely appeared in their paintings. For consistency's sake, and to give you a figure to haunt your dreams, I have decided to settle on a single form of the beast, one that takes the shape of a large panther-like creature with vicious teeth and a mouth large enough to swallow a child whole. Even though there are a few stories that have survived of the Bunyip, one that's widely known is that of the Bunyip in the forest. A long time ago, a family of Aboriginal people lived near a lush rainforest. In this family, there was a mother, 
father, a son, and the oldest child was a daughter. The father was known as the greatest warrior and the best hunter within their tribe. He was so great that he was gifted a magical boomerang that aided him in his hunts. The tribe knew nothing but happiness for a long time, but the hunter would always warn the children of the tribe of the dangers that lurked within the forest. He would tell them, whatever you do, do not go into the forest. Inside the forest lies a deep watering hole. In the deepest depths of the water lives an evil creature by the name of the Bunyip. He is very fierce and knows no mercy. He has bested many great hunters in the past and now hungers for the flesh of humans. If you were to wander off too far, he would most certainly devour you in one bite. With this warning, the children would stay away from the rainforest, but would happily play by its edge within the sight of their mother and father. One day, the children were playing as usual when they saw a baby possum on the edge of the forest. Forgetting the warning their father gave them, they chased it through the trees. Hand in hand, they ran and skipped through the forest, following the trail of the baby possum that knew it was being chased. Suddenly, the little possum climbed up a tree and disappeared within a hollow branch. When they couldn't find any sign of the possum, the two looked around to regain their bearings and find the path back to their village. It was getting dark, and they couldn't recognize the pattern their footsteps made on the forest floor. As it slowly became darker and darker, they started to realize that they were hopelessly lost. The oldest daughter, who was still a small child, told her younger brother, Come brother, I am the eldest of us. I think I know how to find our home. Taking her brother's hand, she led them along a faint trail which she thought would lead them out of the forest. She couldn't have known it at this time, but the trail took them much deeper into the forest. As they passed a bend in the trail, they came to a clearing, and in the center of this clearing was a huge water hole, the one that their father had warned them about. Realizing what she had done, the girl quickly placed her hand over her brother's mouth and whispered to him, don't make a sound. They quickly turned to leave, but the boy had tripped over a branch. As he stumbled to regain his footing, he stepped onto a dry stick that created a loud snap. The sound echoed loudly through the silence of the forest, and when the girl looked over to see what her brother had done, she noticed that the stick was not a stick at all. Instead, it was a human bone. As the sound slowly faded into the trees, a new sound grabbed the attention of the two children. The murky waters of the watering hole stirred, and from its depths, a large black figure emerged. Its leathery skin was as dark as the midnight sky. Its large mouth had two protruding teeth as sharp as daggers, breaking a line of smaller teeth that were just as sharp. Its eyes were as crimson as fresh blood spilled onto the forest floor. This was the fierce Bunyip. Furious from being awakened, 
the bunyip looked around, blinking its large eyes, and was surprised when he saw the two defenseless children. It reared up its mighty head, towering above them, and he roared. What are you doing in my forest? Quaking in fear, the girl replied. We just came to play. We ended up getting lost. The bunyip roared. Spare me your pathetic excuses. You disturbed my slumber and fueled my appetite. Now I must quench my hunger with your flesh. He lunged out of the water and began to chase the young children. Terrified, they ran for their lives and were able to break the creature's line of sight. Picking up on their scent, the bunyip slowly weaved between the trees, sniffing the air. Its large panther-like paws rustled through the debris on the forest floor, and its sounds were getting closer and closer to the children. Eventually, the children felt the beast's warm breath on the side of their faces. Too paralyzed with fear, they could not meet the gaze of the predator that stood before them. The bunyip reared its head and opened its mouth wide enough to devour the children in one go. The creature snapped at them, and the children, knowing this is the end, accepted their fate. Suddenly, a boomerang broke through the trees and struck the bunyip directly in its head. The children opened their eyes to see the flash of a white beard and black skin. It was their father. The hunter was able to track their movement and arrived just in time to save his children from their untimely demise. The blow from his magical boomerang hurt the bunyip so badly, it ran off so that it may live to see another day. In the distance, the three could hear one last mighty roar of pain as the figure of the bunyip disappeared into the tree line. The father picked up his frightened children. They buried their heads into his chest and refused to open their eyes. He held his children close and spoke in a soft voice. What did I tell you? Never go into the forest. And now, you know why. The two were shaking uncontrollably. Putting their ears to their father's chest, they could hear that his heart was beating slowly and calmly. This put the children at ease. The children then promised to never go into the forest again, and their father led them back home. Once they arrived, they found that their mother had prepared a meal for them, that of hot kangaroo tail soup and wichita grubs. Once they had eaten, their father and mother told them stories, and within the minute, the children were fast asleep. It isn't known whether the bunyip is based off of an actual creature or just a cautionary tale that the parents told their children so that they wouldn't stray too far away. But in the vast harsh wilderness of the Australian outback, anything is possible. Just make sure if you ever find yourself near a suspicious body of water in the outback to keep your distance because you may never know if the bunyip is waiting for its next victim beneath the murky depths.
I hope that you enjoyed this episode of Fascinating Fables. If you did, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and a review wherever you're listening to. Any feedback is appreciated, especially with a new project such as this. Just like folklore and fairy tales, podcasts thrive by word of mouth. If you would like to see the show grow, please share this with any friends or family that you think may be interested in the subject. Until next week, my name is Sergio Alvarado, and thank you for joining me in this week's Fascinating Fable.